The Tennessee Titans have a new starting quarterback moving forward. Took a lot of clawing, took a lot of effort to get it out, but we're here. The future is now, and nothing else matters, guys. Absolutely nothing. Right now, it's about our new quarterback and what we're going to do to make him succeed. I can't wait to get into the show. I know you two can't either. Sammy, you know the deal. Start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL! And he just took her to the house! The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. Welcome in, guys. Welcome in to another episode of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. It's good to have the full cast back with us today. Jarrett has returned to the United States of America. We're happy to have him back. Um, he's fully unloaded his stock on Ryan Tannehill, which is really just a glorious day for us and everyone. He's using the loss as a tax write-off, though. It's a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, gonna I'm get sorry. compensated. He's gonna I'm get sorry. compensated. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you guys saw me on the live uh, on the on the uh, on a couple of the shows I was watching you guys on Thursday night and Sunday night. I was hyped the hell up, but we're gonna talk about it soon. So yeah, absolutely. So I think it's safe to say, guys, everyone who's gonna be watching this show tonight, we're gonna spend most of this time talking about the situation at hand as far as it pertains to the quarterback, as well as our head coach, because there's a lot of uh, gray areas <clears throat> going on as far as you know how we got to this determination as far as the QB, what Mike Rabel's, you know, issues with Levis are, because it seems to me there's at least some kind of issue that our head coach has with this kid, because it's just egregious, the the lack of um, appreciation or, or credit that he's looking to give him. Um, so, you know, let's waste not any time. Earlier in the morning, or I should say later in the afternoon, because I wake up in the afternoon now, um, we heard news that there was an unofficial depth chart that's out with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback. Um, we found out a couple hours after that that uh, Mike Vrabel announced that Will Levis will be the starter moving forward, not just this week. Um, so I want to get both of your opinions on you know how everything transpired, how you viewed it, and really what your stance is on Mike Vrabel moving forward at this moment. So, Jarrett, you've been gone for a little bit. I'll give you the floor. First, I just want to say – the, the whole Will Levis thing uh, from Sunday, because I, I, I haven't talked to you guys in a long time on the podcast. Sunday, I, I couldn't be more happier sitting watching that game. There was a bunch of Eagles fans watching the, the Eagles and uh, Redskins, not Redskins, Commanders game. Um, uh, I was pounding the floor. I was pounding the bar. They were going crazy. They go, you're a tight man. Shut your mouth, Eagles fans. I was, I was doing all that stuff for Vinny. I was hyped the hell up when, it was, when he threw four touchdown passes. He looked so calm, cool, and collective in the pocket. I was like, oh, my God, do we have a franchise quarterback? Let me, let me hold back a little bit. Let me see what he does Thursday night. Thursday night proved to me that in, in a tough situation coming in on a short week in a very good environment in Pittsburgh versus a very good pass rush with our shit offensive line, he did very well, especially in the first half. Okay, he, he threw for 153 yards. He he was sitting in the pocket, especially backed up in the end zone. What was it? Uh, first and 23, and he's or third and 23, and he zinged the ball to uh, Hopkins down down the seam. I mean, stuff like that we didn't see for a while here. But I'm going to push that to the side a little bit because now Ryan Tannehill is not the starting quarterback of this team. So I just want to give him his flowers really quick because he brought us from those nine and seven days. 
Um, and, and he brought us to an AFC championship game, back-to-back division titles in the AFC South. He brought us, you know, up that roller coaster a little bit where we may be on the way down a little bit, but we have so much promise now with Will Levis here moving forward and the $100 million uh, moving forward into next year. So you guys are you're moving along while I'm talking and everything like that. But I just want to fully announce now that I am off the Ryan Tannehill train and – I'm fully invested into Mr. Will Levis. Oh, I am fully invested. I am fully invested into Will Levis. I've seen a lot in two games. I'm not giving him his flowers just yet. He's still a rookie. I'm still waiting for that rookie game. Yeah, that's it. I'm still looking for that rookie game from him, you know, but I'm I'm glad Mike Vrabel gave him the reins for the rest of the season because it's the right thing to do to see what we have to build with him. Uh, I hope the offensive line really holds up for him going forward too as well. So we'll see what happens. But I am all in on the Will Levis hype train, baby. Go ahead, Vinny. Correct him about who took us to the AFC Championship. Go ahead. First off, props to you for still having a Mariota jersey. I I had to let go of mine. I have an Oregon one that's real fresh with the the wings on it and shit. I used to wear it on uh, St. Paddy's Day. But I don't think I can no longer fit in that. And welcome back. Um, you know, I would like to say one would be tan after coming back from Turks and Caicos. If I take my sh- if I take my shirt off and I don't have this light on, you're gonna see a real tan. But I mean, you got, color. You yeah. got color, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Irish in you, man. You just get red. I understand. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Um, but first off, welcome back. I'm glad you're done with Tannehill. As have Sal and I, uh, the last few years. Um, maybe me a little bit more than Sal. I played the middle with him, but you always knew what you were getting out of him. And, you know, I don't think he deserves any flowers. I think the correct way to say it is we're thankful for what he did. We weren't expecting to have the success we did when Mariota was benched. I thought maybe a lot of Titans fans thought at the moment it was time for a full-blown rebuild. And, you know, he was the quarterback of a team led by Derrick Henry that went to an AFC title game with AJ Brown in his rookie year. The next year we can I stop you real quick since you know I haven't been here in a while. I'm gonna interrupt you. What about the year that we were the one seed when Derrick Henry went down? What he about did, him? He did lead us to a one seed though for the rest of the year. Though. Yeah, and then what did he do in the game? I, I understand that, but I'm just saying I'm gonna give him his flowers that you know we won Jerry, the back to back. How many game how many how many games do you remember from Ryan Tannehill in that year? How many how many games do you remember from that year that said you know what? He he was the reason why we got we stated that. No, come on. I mean, that was the. I'm just was the I'm just saying one he was. was never got it. I'm just saying he was the he was the he was the um the, the, the thing that got us over the hook. Listen, he was the quarterback. I'm, flowers, I'm moving he was, a, he was the quarterback of a team that went to the AFC title game on the shoulders of Derrick Henry and a very solid defense, um, with some solid talent around him. He is average at best when he has that talent around him and when he was at that young, ripe age of 30, 31. Now he's 35. The talent's not around him. He couldn't win you a game on his own in the first place, um, and he sure as hell wasn't going to do it now. So thanks for, uh, you know, making Titans fans have some fun, I guess. You know, you were part of that team that we thought was going to be shit and made a run to the title game and had some playoff um, success, and we won the divisions. That's all fine and dandy, but. That being said, I will not lose any sleep over Ryan Tannehill not being our quarterback anymore. Um, it's all about young William Levis. Um, you know, I was – me and you, I remember we're on the fence about him. You know, I'm not going to give Sal the credit because Sal thinks every quarterback we've ever yes, drafted 
has no, going to no. be. I didn't say okay. signed. I said drafted. Let me finish. <laughs> you thought every quarterback we have drafted, maybe aside from Cole McDonald in 2020, that they were going to be, you know, the future, you know, franchise quarterback in the face of the franchise. It seems like we have finally found it, though. A broken clock is right twice a day, and I think oh, we finally man. found it. I'm not calling you a broken clock. I'm saying the Titans organization. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you say a lot of things too. Some of them got to be right eventually. You know, well, uh, I'm right a lot of the time, but that's yeah. that's for another show. When I'm when I'm by myself on on Twitter, I'll I'll, I'll go through all the receipts. Yeah, make a video much. in your car in your backyard, whatever you want to do. Yep, I will. Uh, <laughs> um, so we down. have Will Levis now, and he has proved you know all of the doubters you know wrong. Uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. He looked phenomenal against the Falcons. I'm not going to put that interception on him against Absolutely. the Steelers. He drove us, what was it, fellas, 70 yards almost at the end of that game, uh, 60, 70 yards, and you know, he was trying to win that game. And uh, he has phenomenal arm talent. He looks calm, cool, collected, poised, making checks at the line that seem to be working out for us in certain situations. Um, and I'm looking to have a big game this week. I'm going to be there in Tampa. I think he's going to – you know, that, that short bye week, if you want to call it, after that Thursday night game, we had a full 10, 11 days off. Will have really benefited us. Um, I'm glad Rabel gave him the reins. I think, you know, maybe he was just being a wise ass and putting out that unofficial death chart an hour before his press conference. But we'll get into him a little bit. Um, now that Levis is our quarterback and Jar went and Sal, and I went, you know, Sal, you can give us your piece on, well, Levis, and then uh, you know, talk about our boy Vrabel and see how all three of us feel about him. Just before, yeah, I mean, Sal, just before you go, Sal, real quick, because it's all it's all starting to come back to me now that I'm actually talking back to Titan fans now. Just to go back to the game, don't you feel more comfortable now that he's in the game, knowing that hey, man, he's going to drive down the field and either get us a field goal or he's going to get us a touchdown. The only thing that drove me crazy and it drove everybody crazy, and, and we're going to get into the Vrabel situation is the play corn. We, we, we were down twenty to sixteen with five minutes to go, and we had the ball at the fifty. Was that the case? Yep. If I remember correctly, yep. You yeah. run the ball. He 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 has a hot hand right now. They threw the ball 11 times in the second half, and he, he was all over the field throwing, zinging, making throws, uh, lofting throws, beautiful throws all in the first half. You take the ball out of his hands in the second half, ball at the 50, game on a line, and you run the ball three straight plays, and you throw a deep fade pass to a guy who has barely been on the field, who has barely made plays. I mean, he, you know, Goff, I mean, I'm not saying you know anything bad about him, but he did get hurt, so you know, I'm not going to go crazy on him, but you're going to throw a fade pass to Traylon Burks on fourth and six or fourth and five? It's shit play calling with games on a line like i don't know what happened to being aggressive and and, and keeping that um um that game plan going with passing the ball I, I don't understand you have the ball at the 50 yard line you run it three plays in a row how about the Dude. fact that we had, how about the fact when we conceded the drive in the first half on the 15 yard line yeah and yeah. ran the ball guys see i'm already going again listen it's very evident that that mike rabel has some kind of fucking hard on for will levis it's obvious. Uh, this, this isn't normal, Jared. Go look at D'Amico Ryan, how he treats C.J. Stroud. This is not fucking normal. It's not. Did you well, see he, what he did? You see he how did he throw the ball presser twenty nine times. But you know what? That's another thing. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up because how how Vrabel's been acting and, and how everything's uh, playing a part. It's all, it's all about the Patriot way. The Patriot way, in my opinion, is absolutely dead. 
Okay, you see it in Oakland right now where um, the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels and all the Raiders players are saying it's going to be so much better. You know, th they played freely. I mean, it was against the, the shit Giants on, on Sunday, oh. but they played they played so much freer over there. Now you've got the, the Patriots over there with Bill Belichick who sits there at the presser just like Mike Vrabel. They do nothing since Brady's left with Mac Jones. Okay, the Patriot way is dead and gone, and the Patriot way was no way. It was Brady's way. That's it. Brady made the Patriots who they were. So all those those trees, McDaniel's and Vrabel, it's starting to fade out now. And it's supposed to be the Kyle. It's it's now the league of the Kyle H Shanahan tree. The young, offense, young offensive mind. The young well, young Jared, offensive minds. Jared, I'm sorry, but I I have to say, like a week ago, you were calling him a top five coach in the league. I'm just saying it's the old ways. I mean, the, the last two games has really brought attention to me now that I'm seeing, like, you're sitting on leads. You're scoring 16 points. We used to score 30. We're, we're playing deep. We want to play defense. We're not being aggressive anymore. I'm done with that stuff now. Okay, I'm not saying Vrabel's not a bad coach because I'm, because I'm 50-50 with him right now. I mean, yes, he pisses me off still, but he's still a great coach. I, do I want Eric Bieniemy for an offensive mind? Absolutely. Do I want one of these young guys as what, a head coach? Jared, what makes Absolutely. him a great coach, Jared? What makes him a great coach? As of right years? now, nothing because he's, he's nothing. been – He's been – two years now almost. In, in the past couple of games, we've been criticized. couple of years. It, it's been bad. Jared, we've lost fucking 15 of – what, what, 13 of 15? Come on, guys. I, this is the problem I've been saying with this fan base for fucking 20 years. Yeah, but you can't. Somebody go does back something on that. good for fucking 10 seconds, and then they can do no wrong for the rest of their career. It's mind boggling. Yeah, John Robinson killed that. Nobody wants to I'm hold not, anyone accountable. This guy is a fucking clown. Do you hear what the uh, Teresa Walker goes? What do you think about uh, Will Levis' performance? Mm. Yeah, that's Belichick, though. That's Belichick. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, he's I don't know. He's a fucking jerk off. He is. I'm sorry, with. guys. Oh, before the Steeler game. Yeah. Well, we got to see, uh, you know, we got to see Tannehill's health. I mean, are you fucking kidding me. This guy doubled his touchdowns in one game. Dead over yourself. His ego is so fucking big that anytime anyone pushes up against him, he cares more about being right than the success of his football team. It's clear as day in front of you guys. So, in my opinion, of course, I had to take everything down today because I just can't deal these just unbelievably miserable fucking people. He, I think the unofficial, uh, uh, I'm stuttering, unofficial depth chart came out. I know Nicholas Petit Ferrer was on there. Well, guess what, guys? It could have been the unofficial depth chart fucking four days ago before he needed surgery. And nobody saw it. That Nobody saw it out of the higher-ups. Somebody saw it when, when John Burton uh, posted it, which, I mean, it would be crazy that Rand and or Amy didn't see it until today, but regardless. And somebody said, no, 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 it ain't happening. I mean, you saw the way he, the, at the presser today, he goes, you know, just as miserable as it can be. Uh, you know, we're going to go with Will Levis. Uh, I think at this point, uh, you know, it's going to be best for the team. And did it. Dude, get the fuck over yourself. Be a be a real football coach. Look at these guys like uh, 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 the Dolphins coach, the Texans coach, the Eagles coach. Look at their coaches on the sideline. They're even Salah is a is a is an absolute fucking. He's a walking pep rally on the sideline. Our guys of every Vinny, you do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it looks like. <laughs> like he's about to fucking vomit. It doesn't matter if we're up by 30 or down by 20. I'm sick of it, guys. I'm done. I'm done. I want somebody. I, we all hated Malarkey. 
But he wanted to win above all else. The guy would fucking ball his eyes out after every time we won. And you know damn well. And nobody's talking about the game ball. He didn't get a fucking game ball after you threw four touchdowns with everything on the line, everyone on your back. You don't even mention the guy's fucking name or you're going to tell me it wasn't recorded. Get the fuck out of here. It's bullshit. I'm over it. Get him out of here. Uh, okay. Next topic. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. I'm not going to scream and shout like that. I don't have the energy for it at the moment. But I don't either, team, but, I, my, but you my, guys bring it out of me. I think you bring it out in you a little bit, too. <laughs> I think uh, I'm not too far off from you, though, Sal. I'm pretty much, listen, if we move if we move on from him, we move on from him. His attitude has definitely been clearly like a pissed-off high school kid where it's like, you know, he's just mad about something and refuses to own up to whatever it may be. I'm starting to think it's a lot of the guys that he was here with initially that are gone. And he no longer maybe feels like he has his guys here. And I'm talking about even back to the Jarrell Casey days. You know, mm-hmm. he's gone. AJ's gone. Ben Jones is gone. Luan's gone. You know, a lot of guys that he came up with are no longer here. He maybe feels like it's not as much of his team as it used to be. His strengths out to answer your question is he's a motivator. So when your job is to be a good motivator and you and you look pissed off like that and you look pissy and whatnot, it's it's hard to get behind you, and that's why a lot of Titans fans are frustrated because he doesn't run the offense, he doesn't run the defense. He's there to be someone that you respect and someone you expect to lead your team. And uh, when you show us that you're going to act like that and treat reporters like that and not give your rookie quarterback who had one of the best rookie performances in the history of the league his flowers – I mean, the guy's got 500 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception through through two games. I mean, over the course of a 16-game season, that's like, you know, what, 32 touchdowns he would be on pace for. So the kid looks like he has it. Rabel hasn't really acknowledged it. Even today it was, you know, yeah, we're going to go with Will. And I told Ryan to prepare as if he's the starter, which, like, almost makes you think he almost wish he was the starter. You know what I mean? Hopefully it's to the point where Amy has stepped in, uh, Rand Carthon has stepped in and said, listen, we're rolling with this kid the rest of the way, barring injury, God forbid. Um, but, yeah, well, we'll see where we stand at the end of the year. <clears throat> I'm pretty much to the point where I think there's about a 75 80% chance that we'll, he is not our head coach next year. I never say never because, listen, crazier things have happened. We went on that run, and I'm not saying we can go on a run like we did in 19, but who knows? What if we went 9-8 and eight and made the playoffs? I could see them bringing him back. But anything short of that, um, I think we've turned the page on a lot of players, a lot of personnel, and I think Vrabel could be the next piece to to be, um, you know, out the door. And we bring in whoever Carthon, uh, you know, wants to bring in one of his guys, hopefully. Listen, I said it after the Steelers game um, when it was just Sal and I. I want to do everything I can for Will Levis's best interests. No matter what it is, I don't care. He is the future. You need to protect him. You need to surround him with talent. You need to put him in a position to succeed because finally I think we have found something and I pray to God that we don't fuck it up. So whether it's keep Vrabel, get rid of him, whatever is best for Will Levis is what I want this team to do. Now we can go to the next topic. 
No, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you guys. But like I said, I'm not I'm not dead fully on the Vrabel thing. Yeah, he says outrageous stuff. Yeah, he looks like an asshole, sounds like an asshole. I'm not giving, you know, praises to anybody. But like I said, I'm going back to what we've been talking about. He's been given the hand that he's been dealt with John Robinson for the past couple of years. We're the most hurt team. We're still, we still, you know, won games. And now we're almost at like a young team again right now where we do have the $100 million next year. Let's see what it does, you know, next year. You know, we have a banged up and a, and a horrible offensive line the last two years, and it's still it's still today. Um, our 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 defense. Let's talk about our defense for a second. Where has been the pass rush? We have D'Amico, Autry, and everybody else. Does Bud did Bud Dupree really was he the glue of this defense? Because since his departure, we haven't gotten no pass rush. Have you guys really realized that? I was sitting at the bar the other day watching. I'm saying, where is this pass rush that we once had? It's the same players minus Bud Dupree. Why can't we generate anything? Was it Jim Schwartz that especially really influenced that much? Especially with such a great motivator or coach. I don't know how we're not getting better defensive play. Because apparently that's the only thing he's good at is motivating. Because he doesn't it call was the only thing he was good at. I'm saying I'm not I'm not saying he's still that coach, but you know, his strength when we were good was he was a leader of the team and he's no longer that. Yeah, we also had a much better team that we basically let go sure. for nothing. And sure, he had a part in all of that as well. And listen, there's, there's, I mean, more- listen, listen, Pittsburgh was a very tough spot. I want to see what we do this week with 11 days rest because that pass rush was all over Atlanta. We had a short turnaround on the road and a tough place to play, and we almost snuck one out. I think it was, it's not, not that you're going to use the term unfair. Listen, that's the NFL. You know, well, welcome to it, you know, but I want to see what this defense does next week. It's supposed to be the strong point of our defense. Um, I believe it still can be. They got rid of my boy Naquan Jones today. I saw that. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what we do with a full 11 days of rest. And, um, you know. I mean, the, the Bucks are no pushover, man. I mean, Baker's no, got that team not. flying right no. now. But and, Baker Mayfield like has our number. He has yes, our number, historically. Yes, and so do wide receivers who uh, want career uh, – Career football games, too. So incoming uh, Chris Godwin, incoming Mike Evans, who knows. But our boy who we called out in the beginning of the season, Christian Fulton, he has gotten torched in the beginning of the year. The last three games, he's given up 47 yards total. So he's really stepped up after bye week, too. So, I mean – I'm giving him his flowers too. Yeah, we bash people on this podcast. Giving a lot of people the flowers. We're also giving the flowers when it, when they play well. So yeah, I'm, I'm passing flowers out all the place. You get yeah, one, you get one, you get one. Doesn't so we have to do it. That's why. No, but like going going forward, you're to, you're talking about you know possibly going nine and eight, making the playoffs, making this run, guys. Let's be realistic here, okay? We got five losses. We're three and five currently right now. The Jaguars are six and two. Thinking about it realistically, we're not. As of now, unless we make unless we go undefeated the rest of the oh, way out, Jared, we're, the wild card, Jared. The, the no. wild card. It, it, I never thought it was even a possibility two months ago, but with the Jets, with the Jets losing and us already beating the Chargers, we're right there. We're right there, Jared. What is this, what is this defense going to do? What is this, I'm more. I'm more focused on that. We have that hundred million, and next year we're going to make that big well, splash well, and make well, that. Big all we got to do. If we want to still make a run at this, is not fucking run the ball three times at the end of the game when we're at the 50-yard line to win the game. Not conceding drives in the end of the first half when you're on the 15-yard line on a third and eight. And you do a draw play run so you can kick a field goal. Shit like that. Shit that's so night and day that they're fireable offenses that are happening week in and week out. If we don't do those things... We have a quarterback that'll keep our defense on the sideline longer, have them get more rest. That was another issue too, guys. 
if you didn't realize, our offense is, is usually on the field for fucking five minutes a game. That's, that's not helping anyone on the defense. And that's not the case anymore. We got a kid who's named the starter that the whole team seems to be rallying around. We need to get rid of the ass clowns with the headsets. And right now, Vrabel's looking like an ass clown. Tim Kelly's looking like an ass clown. And I can even argue that Shane Bowen's looking like an ass clown. That's the main problem right now. You could, you, you know, I mean, these are all human beings at the end of the day. When they're motivated, they will play better. That's not a that's not a debatable topic. Right now, they have nothing to be motivated about. They got a head coach that's got his fucking head up his ass every time he's on the podium. They got a play caller that 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 is just all over the map. All over the fucking map. And they got a defense who can't get more than five minutes rest. So you eliminate those things. And anything can happen in the NFL. We saw Jacksonville do it. We'll see. I mean, we, we, we got the easiest schedule going forward. But to me, looking at the schedule, I don't know. Did you guys look at the schedule the rest of the way out? Oh, I know. I, I know it like the back of my hand. Yeah. Okay. How, how many How many wins do you like? genuinely see us winning? Nine. Don't, don't go in order. You see us winning nine from here on out, nine games. Well, how many we have? We have. How many left? Uh, nine games left. So you think we were going to go six and three in the last nine? Yes, I think that's very conceivable. I think, I think four and five is probably more more that's, likely. Maybe that's maybe I'm three at. and six. And listen, I would listen. love, I would love to make the playoff. Nothing would make me happier than to get him experience as a rookie yeah, in the especially playoff. him ta- him taking the taking, oh, the listen, taking the off whole, getting in the whole AFC North can make the playoffs right now you're gonna have Buffalo and or Miami fighting for a spot the Jets fighting for a spot the Chargers fighting for a spot the Texans fighting for a spot so you're gonna have seven or eight teams fighting for those you know probably last two spots is it possible sure but it would almost behoove us as a franchise maybe to go uh, six and eleven or seven and ten, and pick tenth or eleventh, maybe ninth, and get one of these premier left tackles. There's one from Penn State. There's one from uh, Alabama. There's one from Notre Dame, uh, and protect this kid and do the right thing by him and surround him with talent. And well, that's another thing. See what Rank could do in free agency. Let's give him Sal, Sal, Sal. Let's give him a full off season to get his people in there with. With a with a shopping bag full of money and saying Amy saying go spend it and do what you want to do bring in a new head coach and new coordinators you have a hundred million to spend in free agency you know you get one of these tackles you give T Higgins a blank check who knows you could turn it around fast in this league very Bengals, very fast the Bengals were a joke but he can start time. now though they got they got Joe Burrow and sure can and I'm saying progress play Ray Dunes prog- progress now could be going seven and ten. I think nine and eight is you're shooting at the stars, and could it ha- happen? Sure, but at the end of the day, you know this team is too inconsistent to believe that we're going to finish. The, the, what makes you think after the first eight games that the last nine we can go six and three? Because Will Levis is good, but he ain't fucking Tom Brady well, yet. He ain't doing problem, it on his own. The problem is with Will Levis, and thank you for saying we're not on his own. It's the Will Levis and DeAndre Hopkins show right now. Yeah, Those two are exactly. lighting shit up back and forth. Other than that. Nick Westbrook, Keenan making a splash play. Shout out him. I called him out in the, in the beginning. Of the Are you going to give him his flowers? So? Yes, I'm giving him his flowers. More flowers. He's, really, he's really stepped up. I got a dozen, baby. I got a dozen. <laughs> but um, Traylon Burks, nowhere to be found. Chig, nowhere to be found. Neck, that's what I'm saying. If he has more weapons, I'm going to be so, I'll be so much more confident right now. Will Levis looks like 
the best quarterback we've had in a long time. DeAndre ever. Hopkins, ever. Yes. That, those two, that connection right now has been lights out, but they need more of that. All right, here's the last thing I'm going to say, and then we got to close out. So first of all, let's start with the things that we can control right now. Like, number one, put fucking Dillard and Ray Dunes in the game more. He's clearly not even remotely close to your worst offensive lineman, and he sees fucking 15 snaps a game. That's number one. That's number one. Number two, don't run the ball three fucking times in a row at the end of the game when you start to drive the 50-yard line and then throw a deep ball on fourth down. That's number two. We should have won that game, guys. Okay? Will Levis should have almost did everything on his own. Did you not see the kid completing passes for 40 yards on his ass? Come on. So that is why I think we still have a shot. By the way, five of our last nine or eight are division games. Okay? Two of or one of our last eight is against fucking Gardner Minshew, who now that we have a quarterback, I think we can easily go head to head with. The Bucks, we're gonna go head to head with. The Panthers, we're gonna go head to head with. No, we're gonna we're gonna beat the Panthers. The Seahawks, we're going head to head with with a quarterback. We have a quarterback. If he stays healthy, God willing, we could very conceivably. I don't know. You just spent a half hour shitting on our coach, and then you're saying we're going to finish six and three on the shoulders of a quarterback. That's why on the shoulders of a rookie quarterback with with one receiver to throw to. Essentially, I don't think it's possible. I'd love to see it. I don't see it happening. Four and five, maybe five and four at best. Six and three. I'll tell you what. If they go to six and three, I'll drive up to fucking Nutley. I'll take both of you out to dinner, and I'll and I'll give you your own flowers. All right, because six and three. Oh, I mean, I, dinner? Uh, sure, absolutely, whatever you want. If we finish six and three, I just don't see it happening. I want to see the rest of the season. This kid progress and us be competitive. Absolutely. And if we made the playoffs, Jen Don, beautiful. But I don't see it happening. I think you know it almost like I said in the long term. We know we have our quarterback. Now let's do what we can to surround him with protection, with talent, with competent coaching, competent coordinators. And hope that for the next decade we'll contend. Rome wasn't built in a day. We have the foundational piece. Let's build around it. That's All it. Right. That's it. You heard it first. Completely agree with that. That's it. Rome wasn't built in a day, but we got to start somewhere. And I think the first building block of building Rome is getting rid of our head coach. But I don't make those decisions. So we'll have to see uh, where the domino fall. But, guys, as always, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on the show. We appreciate everybody joining in tonight. I'm sure we're going to have tons and tons of things to talk about over this next week and plus <laughs> rest of the year. And I will uh, be there on Sunday. So I am the good luck charm. They won when I was there in Tennessee. They'll win when I'm there in Tampa. Book it. There you That's go. Cool. And I'm also uh, I'm also calling now. We're going to end the year 12 and 5. That's what I'm going to call right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I we're going to win our last eight. And, uh, we're Full gonna of be, Brady. We're, yeah, yeah, we're going to be number two seed. Because we're not going to get number one seed with 12 and five, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to have a home game against the Aaron Rodgers led Jets at Nissan Stadium, who's going to come back for that game only. Um, <laughs> and, and they uh, get eliminated. And I'm not going to say what I think is going to happen after that. So let's just leave it at that, guys. Um, again, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share the show, and uh, you keep helping us. We're going to keep helping you with great Titans content. So I hope everyone has a great rest of their week. Great night, great day, and as always, tighten up. Sammy, send me on out. It's little. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. 
Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.